Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio, where your humble host broadcasting live from very hot Austin, Texas. Julie, my dear, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It's always my pleasure, and I'm really looking forward to rounding out all of our relentless lead follow-up rules, our 18 rules to live by, grow your business by, and see your proceeds increase as a result of following these simple rules. So looking forward to that. So non-students who are asking us for outlines of the things that we present, um, you guys just will have to go back and listen to the past radio shows. We do, generally do present these things in such a way that you guys could take notes along the way. That's the idea. I know a lot of office managers and brokers and whatnot are using our radio show for your educational stuff. Coaching clients, you can download, well, this particular series of 18 relentless lead follow-up points or furiously fast lead follow-up points, which we're going to rename it. Um, you guys can find that on the portal. And they just go there and download it, and there you go. So remember... The information, most cases that we refer to on Real Estate Coaching Radio is found on the portal for coaching clients. And again, you guys use it, all right? Julie, I have been receiving a lot of interesting emails from people who are very seemingly thankful for us, I don't know what the word would be, demystifying all the you know really ridiculously complicated systems some of these guys are thought that they were uh you know needing in their real estate businesses and i had a really cool email from somebody that asked me said you know the essence of the email it was long but the essence of it was if you and julie were to get back into the real estate business what would be the core technologies and the core lead follow-up systems and everything else that you guys would employ like and i thought that question was funny uh, in a way, because they thought somehow we weren't saying what we really thought on the radio, you know. Right. So they thought, well, you know, there's what we say on the radio, and then there's what we'd really do. Well, what we'd really do is what we say on the radio, and what you guys will find is that the more you become, um, I don't know what you want to call it, academics of successful people in real estate. And remember, Julie and I sold between 100 and 200 houses per year for almost 10 years in a row. We sold over 100 houses our first year, so we're coming from a place of actual experience, not just from theory. But when you when you start, you know, listen to past radio shows at realestatecoachingradio.com, you listen to superstar interviews, one of the things that you should be able to take away is that the top selling agents in the country do not have complicated systems. Complicated systems, guys, whenever you have a complicated system, it will never get followed, and there's too many pressure points, too many places where it can fail, too many places where it'll break. I remember, Julie, this was back (laughs) – this will make you laugh. I remember when Julie – so Julie and I were hired Brenton Stars back in the 90s. And I, this is when the whole team thing was really starting to take hold in the nation. You know, teams have been around that long. For those of you who think they're new, nope, they've been around like 25 years. So uh, these, this team thing was really starting to take hold. People, the the book, um, what is it, uh, the E-Myth, Michael Gerber's book, was inspiring, you know, pretty much every real estate agent that was looking to build their practice. And so everyone was sort of like feeling their way in the dark, trying to, you know, put together a real estate staff or team, trying to understand how it worked. I'm going to tell you guys something that, you know, Julie, so Julie and I are in the business just as those conversations were starting to happen. And I'm going to say something, and it might offend some of you, but that's okay. Be offended. We were at the Howard conferences, and God bless Howard. Um, he passed away not so long ago. 
we are at the you know the retreats. We are at the invitation only things where basically you had to sell a certain number of houses to be even invited, and there was only 50 people in the room. One of the things that never came up in any of those conversations, and the reason that frankly we stopped going, was profit. And I found that to be really kind of strange because we got in the real estate business in order to basically earn enough money so that one day if we chose to, we could do something else. I mean, the whole point of being in real estate for us wasn't just to sell more and more houses forever. It wasn't just to build a staff and a team and a machine just so that we could basically brag about having sold you know, 100, 300, 500, 600 houses without pulling out enough profit. And what we learned from watching people that were you know, a lot older than us at the time. They were in their 50s and 60s, and, you know, it, it, as they were trying to basically figure out how to form these teams, knowing that and watching that, they weren't building their businesses around the idea of actually making profit. If they were making the same mistakes a lot of people make, even to this day, it's kind of a myth, really, that if once you start making money, somehow magically you're going to save money. It never works like that. So one day I had, and actually it was at a Howard conference, I came across a guy, and you know, he, he too, is, he's no longer with us, but he, he was a billionaire. He was the husband of an agent who was another Howard star. And he actually sort of informally for the next few years sort of mentored me, and it was wonderful. He would just call me out of the blue, and he had these really strange conversations. <laughs> but I asked him once, I said, so why, how is it that you, uh, Jim Duvall, for those of you guys who remember Jim, how did you go about, uh, you know, accumulating your, your fortune? Because uh, he had started, you know, from humble Midwestern beginnings like Julie and I. And, you know, not, we had some things in common, so we started talking. And he said it was very simple, you know, and, and again, there's that word, simplicity, simple. He said one of the things he always did was he avoided complexity. If something was, took more than like three minutes to understand, he wouldn't do it. Um, and he and when you looked at when I got him got him starting to talk about some of his other investments, they were very simple to understand businesses. He owned, you know, he owned lots of real estate, owned lots of farmland. He owned a walnut grove or a walnut forest, walnut trees, guys, in Canada. I mean, he had very you know simplistic, I mean, easy to understand, not complicated businesses that he'd invest in. But the way he accumulated his wealth specifically, which is what a whole all of you guys should be focusing on is he would intentionally save. And that's something that very, very, very few people have the discipline to do. We passively save. We save what's left over, if there is any left over. Um, you know, and again, the topic of this uh, radio show is the lead follow-up rules, and one of the recurring themes of the rules is the simplicity of it. So don't think because it's simple that it's not highly effective. Don't be, low, don't, be, don't be believing that a complicated system is more effective than a simple system. Nine times out of ten, the simplest path is the best path for you to follow. Well, Jim Duvall told me what he did. He literally started when he was in his 20s, which we were at the time, so it really resonated with me. He started saving 10%, then 20%, then 30% off the top of every single check he would earn. And that was like you know, the type of advice your grandma would give you. <laughs> but Julie and I were, had been saving, like all of you guys, you know, most people save. When we have a big closing, when we had any money left over, we'd scroll away here and there. You know, when we had a good month, we'd save. So we didn't have the discipline of saving. We didn't have a simplistic, uh, easily understood system. Uh, and we were making it too complicated. So with that little moment of mentoring he gave me, he, he gave me a lot of clarity, and we, scaled, we, we carried that through to this day. So when you guys are listening to Julie go through the lead follow-up rules, when you hear us say something like, hey, guess what? 
you don't need a fancy lead follow-up 14-step system. <laughs> you, know, you don't need a complicated CRM that basically you can control from Mars. When we tell you things like that, you should feel relieved. <laughs> you should feel relieved because guess what? The reason you're not using those other systems isn't because you're not smart enough. isn't because you're too busy. isn't because there's something wrong with you. It's because those systems suck. They're too complicated. So scale your thinking back, focus on these points, and think about, okay, well, I can do that. Again, that's the goal of the radio show, making it so you guys feel like you have practical, tactical information to move your uh, business forward. Um, as we go through these things, just say, okay, I get that. Uh, I can do that. Maybe I need to change that. Maybe I need to stop doing that. Maybe I need to you know, alter the way I'm doing this particular thing. And then uh, never forget that one of the top three most critical things for you to do in your business practice, and this is a simplistic rule in alignment with what we're talking about, is have a policy of furiously fast lead follow-up. When somebody calls you or somebody emails you, and I know I'm stepping on your next point, Julie, but you've got to call them back immediately. So without going any further, Julie, why don't you get to point number 13? Point number 13, Internet leads that leave phone numbers must be called within 15 minutes of receiving the lead in your smartphone. You see it pop up. Don't just say, I'll deal with it later. Don't resend it to yourself. Don't delegate it to somebody else. You just call them back. Oh, yes, I know they, they emailed you. It came through some portal. Call them. If they gave you their phone number, they're probably extra serious, don't you think? Now, what if they don't leave the phone number, Tim? How do you handle that? Just popped into my iPhone. They're inquiring about a listing. It's an Internet lead. But they didn't give me my phone, the phone number. Should I blow them off? Should I email them back? What do I do? So here's the rule that we give all of our top producers, and it works. If somebody emails you, if somebody texts you, if somebody communicates you through smoke signals, it does not matter. You need to – I'm so excited to tell you about that property. I've also got a couple others that might be a perfect match. What is your phone number so I can call you right back? That's the bridge you have to form. You have to basically ask them for their phone number so you can call them right back. Do not email them back. Or you can email maskly asking for the phone number, right? Yep. But get their phone number back. Get their phone number so you can call them back. Why? Because nobody else does. Because all your competitors are giving them some flip answer and then putting them in their drip campaign. <laughs> you know? I mean, think about that. That's what most agents do. Oh, they'll get a lead and they'll email them back because they were at some educational thing and the educator said, oh, when you get an email – uh, lead. They have these specific set of rules how they communicate with them. You can only email them back. Oh, no. You know, when someone face, when someone communicates through you through Facebook, chats you through Facebook, you're only supposed to chat them back through Facebook. Like, there's guys. Are you kidding me? Make it simple. Get the phone number. Great property. Love to share that information with uh, about that property with you. If it's a buyer, obviously. Uh, and I also have a couple others in mind. What's your phone number so I can call you right back? If they don't get back with you, guess what? They weren't motivated. You've just pre-qualified them. That's pre-qualification level one. So you can then get rid of them. If you want to put them in your drip campaign, put them in your drip campaign. But we're not fans of dripping. If you feel warm and fuzzy, you can do it. Okay. If you feel like you're doing something by like putting them in your drip campaign, do it. But remember, successful agents do not keep leads. You go through your leads quickly. You determine their motivation. If they're not motivated to buy or sell with you and close in the next, say, 60 to 90 days max, we give you permission to not keep them. They're not ready. You can drip on them until the cows come home. But remember, other agents are dripping on them as well. A lead has no value. A pre-qualified lead has marginal value. A customer who signs a contract, then you're getting into the end zone. Uh, point number uh, Diaz y Cuatro. Yes. Number 14, yes. Direct referrals 
must be called within 15 minutes of receiving them. What's a direct referral? I call you, you're one of our great coaching clients, and I say, I got a friend who's moving to Seattle. You are one of our great clients in Seattle. It's a direct referral from me. Or a past client refers a contact to you for buying or selling. Another agent, a past client, someone in your center of influence, relocation, direct referrals have to be called within 15 minutes, that's right, that fast, of receiving them. Just because you're being referred does not mean that the prospect is only thinking of you. Maybe their two other friends also sent two other referrals. Maybe the relocation company said, we're going to refer three agents you get to choose. The problem with direct referrals, Tim, that I've seen is that agents assume because it was a direct referral, that they've got it in the bag. And they can call in a couple of days. They'll call on Monday when they're back at work. They'll call after they send their kids back to school after the holiday. I, Sunday, I'm not going to call anybody, again, with the elaborate rules. Direct referrals have to be called within 15 minutes of receiving them. Stop assuming you're the only one who's being referred. This is a, a big mistake, and it's not just a rookie mistake. I see this actually more with grizzled veterans who figure they've got their name established. Why would anybody else choose any otherwise, right? So direct referrals, 15 minutes. Faster than that is okay, too, by the way. So on to point number 15. Consider using an app on your phone or an audio recorder of some sort to keep track of your leads on the go. Transfer as soon as you get to your office to your lead system, but only after you actually call the lead back. Otherwise, so you might get, be transferring it to the drip and they're not even a real lead, right? Let's give them some simplistic systems for that. What I used to do when I sold real estate guys, um, much to the disdain of uh, some of the people that worked for us, is I'd have a recorder. Now, obviously, you guys can use your iPhones for this or your whatevers. But then when I got, had a lead on the phone, I would just record the phone call um, and then basically all their information would go in there. So you guys can literally do that on your iPhones with different, you know, tools and widgets, you could just record the call, pre-qualify them, you know, right there as you're sitting in traffic, and then that information then can get, you can email it to yourself, or you can email it to your assistant, and then they complete the form, and then you basically formalize that lead. The key element to all of this is, remember, guys, don't forget this, those of you who are instructing agents and standing in front of a group of agents right now, office managers and brokers, make everybody write this down, furiously, fast, lead, follow up. That's a Tim and Julie trademark saying, but that is so important. Furiously fast lead follow-up. Do not call them back. If you call them back even probably in, in today, nowadays, people are so accustomed to having instant responses. I bet you if you call most leads back within like 10 minutes, they have forgotten that they called you or emailed you or whatever you in the first place. Furiously fast lead follow-up. You will be stunned and amazed how pleased people are when you have furiously fast lead follow-up, how like, oh, my gosh, my other agent or the agent I'm working with or the agent I'm thinking about working with, they don't call me back right away, and you do. You see how that becomes a little USP for you guys, a unique selling proposition? Furiously, fast lead, follow up. A cute, I'll give you guys an example. All right. Uh, so in New York City, we, will, we get listing referrals. I had a listing referral for $14 million, and this listing for, referral was coming from another coaching client. And it was probably seven or eight o'clock at night, and I was—I um, actually uh, see what I do. I emailed several agents that we know in uh, New York. I wanted to take care of this right away, and this was for—I'll give—I even remember more details. The buyer, or the seller, was an international seller who knew this guy through another person, and she was some like evidently she was some very you know 
uh, wanted to get it sold yesterday, uh, international type Motivated. seller. Motivated. Well, I was going to say pushy Russian, but I didn't want to offend anybody, but that's how it, <laughs> that, that's basically what she was. You know, I got a copy of the email. It was very elegantly written English where it was you know, very clear this property needed to be sold. Fine. So the agent who got this uh, lead had, wasn't really comfortable dealing with it emailed me, he was a coaching client, and said, I need to find somebody to take this listing or to help me co-list it in New York City. No problem. So I send emails off to several people. Know that you guys will know who these guys are because they're kind of famous because they have their own TV show, and a couple of other of our clients there that specialize in that upper-end properties. You know, the guys from Million Dollar Listing New York? Okay, guess what? The only one that emailed me back, right? You, if you guys know who, <laughs> the only one that emailed me back, and he emailed me back like, within a minute or less, was Frederick. True story. This Who is, happened probably, by and large, I think we'll all agree, <laughs> probably one of the more busy agents in the country. Busy, yeah. right? One this of the ones did. who maybe have, has earned the right to have an ego, and yet, what did he do? He immediately got back with you. He emailed me back immediately. I mean, basically within a minute or less. Uh, time zone difference. It was eight o'clock here. It was you know seven thirty, eight o'clock here. Uh, you know, I'm in Central Time Zone. He's East Coast. It was after eleven. I mean, the whole nine yards. He emailed me back immediately. And when I've emailed him before with other leads before, emails me back immediately. And I'm not that special. I promise you. That's how he does business. So that's the reason that his, him and his team of like 11 people, they sold a billion dollars of real estate in 2015. <laughs> that's $30 million in commission, guys. Okay, that's in a year. So just keep that in mind. And that was one of the, you know, that's his thing. He is really good at lead follow-up. When I, when I email someone out in L.A., when we, you know, we've sent, we send referrals all over the place. And by the way, when we get a referral, we don't, we don't get in the middle of it. We just send it off to you guys. Coaching clients, you guys always get referrals. You know, it, when we get somebody that's looking for something and they email us for some reason, we do get quite a few of those, we always send them to our coaching clients. My top agents in uh, L.A., top agents in Seattle, top agents in Miami, top agents all around the country, when we email them a referral, they email us back immediately. And if you guys were, if you guys are wanting to know one of the little, I'll put quotes around it, secrets of being successful in life, there you go, right there, write that stuff down. Next point, my dear. Okay, so the next point is number 16. All leads must be contacted. What's a contact? A real conversation with a decision-making adult about real estate, not email. All leads must be contacted a minimum of three times. Each time you are asking for an appointment to either A, pre-qualify them further, B, make a presentation, either buyer or listing, or C, find out more information so you can move them forward. After three real conversations, if you have no appointment, throw the lead away. Again, always leave the door open, but throw out the lead or put them in a dead leads file so that you can do those, you know, maybe as a project for one afternoon and see if anybody has come back to fruition. But again, unless you have had three real conversations, you are not authorized to deem them a non-lead and you are not to make up stories in your head about what may or may not be occurring with them. Voicemail doesn't count as a real conversation. Email doesn't count as a real con uh, conversation. A non-returned text does not count either. These are real conversations using ideally real pre-qualification scripts where you're asking them questions, helping them move forward more quickly. So 
continue to go after them until you know the facts. This is something that comes up a lot in the essentials program, Tim, where agents have, you know, they sent something out in email and they didn't get a response, so they decided it's a non-lead. Well, how do you know whether it's a non-lead or they're just on a vacation or they're going to get back to you when they feel like it? You don't even know if they even got your email, so that's why it doesn't count. I'm not saying not to do that as an enhancement to your voicemail and, you know, trying to get a hold of them and doing what you've got to do, but it doesn't count as your three times contact before you decide they're not going to do anything with you. Then the uh, additional point with this is make sure you leave the door open, especially if you don't really know what's going on with them. Instead of just throwing them to the curb and stopping your follow-up, leave it open by saying something like, this is the third time I've left you a message. I met you. Here's how I know you. I'm following up because you said you wanted blah, blah, blah. So if that's still the case, I'm here for you when you're ready. The best way to contact me is this. I'm not going to leave you any more messages because I need to know that you need you know, my services or what have you, but you're leaving the door open instead of just declaring them a dead lead. It goes under the category of too soon to tell. You don't know what's going on with them. One of my Chicago clients has a uh, lead slash listing who's in Paris most of the time. Okay? So it's normal for him to have delayed uh, communication. She's not deciding that he's a dead lead. He just needs more follow-up, and she knows that about him. So make sure you've got your facts straight before you declare something good or bad. It's better to say, too soon to tell, I'm leaving the door open. I mean, so think about how many deals are done with clients that you met three four years ago that have long-term follow-up. Go ahead. But let's underscore something, okay? It's really critical you guys understand this. As you follow the path that we lay out in front of you, as you become listing agents, as you start listing you know, first one, then 10, then 20, as you guys start becoming more and more successful and build actual real estate practices and start making really great money, you are going, in order for that to happen, you are going to have to become, I don't even know, like a Jedi as far as going through leads. Remember this. Please, please, please remember this. Your goal is not to hoard leads. Your goal is not to have more leads than the next guy. Your goal is to go through them quickly, efficiently, elegantly, ask the pre-qualification questions, and only work on the AAA leads and maybe the AA leads or the B leads, right? Everybody else, everybody else, let them go. You're a fisherman. You're looking for the fish that are large enough <laughs> that you can haul on the boat. If something's too small, isn't quite ready to come in, you let that thing go. And that's how you got to treat leads. Do not hoard leads. Do not think that putting them into your drip campaign is somehow magically going to make it so eventually they become, they might. But who cares? Because you're so focused on the AAA, got to do business now leads. Agents that rely, this is a psychological thing, guys. Agents that rely on those long-term drip email campaigns, what happens is they actually never develop the edge of becoming very effective qualifiers. And so they could have actually a AAA motivated, ready to list now, lead show up, but because their mindset is lead hoarding, throw them in the drip campaign, eventually maybe they'll sprout. They don't actually develop the skills to pull out the good ones. Your goal should be not to hoard leads, not to basically think that somehow long, 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 long-term lead follow-up is going to get you into the end zone. Your goal is to go through every one of them, ask the questions, determine their motivation, ask, you know, follow the questions on the scripts that we give you guys. And then if they're not a lead, God bless them. They're not a client. They're, you should not be wasting any of your time. If you ask what happened to your day, if you ask what happened to your week, your evenings, your weekends, it's because you're spending way too much time with unqualified, unmotivated leads. What's really, I think, a big learning curve for a lot of you is that, 
there are so many people out there, I'm remembering now people, names and stuff from our own real estate selling past. There's so many people out there that would love to waste your time. Oh, yes, they would love for you to show them houses. Oh, they love, love, love houses. They'd love to have you basically come through their house if it's a FISBO. And, yeah, it's like, you know, pigs fly, they'll sell it, but they're never going to price it right. But because you're not asking the pre-qualifying questions, so, Mr. Seller, this is a wonderful property. I mean, you know, I could definitely see the market's going to love, love your house. You've done amazing things. Out of curiosity, once this property sells, where are you going next? Oh, well, we don't have an idea. Well, if we get our price. Well, if this, that, the other thing happens. Not a motivated seller versus a seller that says, we're in contract, we're closing in 90 days. We're relocating, we have to be out in 90 days. Aha, now you're on to something. You see the difference? If you don't, that's the reason you guys really need to hone your skills. Otherwise, you're going to find yourself burning yourself out, wasting time with people that are not motivated. They're not bad people. They're not trying to hurt you. They're not, well, not trying to fault. keep you... It's, it's not, not their, their fault. job it's your to know fault. how this goes. Yeah. I mean, I went to the it's dentist me, recently. Yeah. I went to the dentist recently. What's the process? You sign in, you fill out a form, you know, and you go through this pre-qualification process. If when signing in, oh, then you go back in the chair, and then they sit you down, and another gal comes in, tells you what your bill is going to be, and then you have to sign acknowledging the fact that you know that they're about to charge you whatever amount of dollars to do whatever there it is about that they're, they're about to do, right? At every, any step in the way, if I had said, no, I'm not signing my name, no, I'm not filling out the form, no, I'm not signing the thing acknowledging the fact you're about to charge me 200 bucks or whatever, if I had done any of that, they would have said, okay, bye-bye. Yeah, <laughs> bye-bye. and that's normal, by the way. We all accept that, don't we? We don't get all wigged out about that. We don't throw a fit, okay? And and by the way, what makes them different? They're not weird about the presentation. They're not like, well, okay, you know, like my boss trained me that I have to do this. And, right. And, you know, just how you feel about it, just see, you know, take this form home and see. And if you're okay with getting your teeth cleaned, just That's bring right. it back. Can I, no. can I drip some email, uh, some information <laughs> on you about getting your teeth cleaned? Can, oh, can we, do can that. We, can we e- can we email you a thousand times over the next thousand years with pictures of clean teeth? <laughs> I mean, because we don't want the no, conflict of having to talk to you about money because we're weird. No, 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 no. We don't want to. We don't want to ask you tough questions about how you're going to pay us for fear that you're basically not going to be a customer. No, guys, come on. You, we're laughing because I know you're laughing, or at least you should be laughing because you're realizing that a lot of you guys do the same things. You know what? Be a jerk about pre-qualifying because you're protecting your time. You're protecting your time with your family, with yourself. You're protecting your most valuable asset. The one thing we cannot renew is your time. So please be a real psycho about who it is that you're going to work with or not. Not to the point where you end up no customers, but only work with the folks that are ready to buy or sell today. Now, a lot of you guys are confused about – frankly, what direction to go in your business time of year. And I get that. And I read the emails. Some of you guys are ahead of where you wanted to be. Some of you guys are on track. Some of you guys are fearful because you're behind and you're not sure if you're going to catch up. Now, I cannot just universally give answers to all those three scenarios. But what I can say is the coaching program is something all of you should be considering. Because, hey, let's just deal with reality. If you're not focused right now in the next, say, 60 days, you guys need to be realizing that if you are not going, if, if you don't build the momentum in the next 60 days, chances are this year is done. You do still have time to actually get your sales up. You do still have time to become a listing agent. And what you list now is probably going to benefit you 60 to 90 days or maybe even 180 days from now, depending on your market. Literally, guys, the effort you make today 
doesn't pay you right away. It pays you into the future. If you're not experiencing the success and the money and the cash flow and all the rest of it that you were hoping you would by this time, it's because this time of the year, it's because six months ago, four months ago maybe, you weren't doing what was necessary to have that benefit now. Take the next natural step. A lot of you guys are searching for what to do. It's simple. Join the coaching program. You knew I was going to say that, didn't you? <laughs> Scroll down on your mobile device, your phone or your iPhone. Complete that box, name, email, phone number. Someone from our team will call you back, and they better sure as heck call you back furiously fast. If not, you guys can email to me. And just by completing that form, we're going to give you the six free books that you see in that image. Just complete the form. You can also, if you're on your desktop, just go to joinharris.com, joinharris.com, and we'll call you right back, answer any questions. This is a real-life coaching program. This is a real-life coaching program with real-life coaches. You get four semi-private coaching calls a month. You get a private coaching call with your own coach per month. You get everything we always talk about on the radio. Um, and the program, guys, the best part, I mean, honestly, is less than $100 per month when you use the student approval program. That's it, guys. I, it, I, it can't make it any simpler than that. It's elegant. It's simple. We followed our own rules, done basically all the work for you. All you guys got to do is plug yourselves in and, you're going to start getting the results, assuming you actually apply what you're learning. Julie, how many more points do we have? We just have two. So quickly, but these are important. Point number 17, you must realize that it takes more leads than you think to close the amount of deals that you require. Again, the secret is this. Leads by themselves have no value. Appointments have value. So if that means you need to be talking to more people than you think, that's called normal. You must realize it takes more than you think to close the amount of deals that you require, especially when we're not in a scenario like, you know, the boom where everybody is approved for everything all the time, even though they secretly weren't. Those days are over. So that means that some of the people you're talking to are either not as motivated as you think or not as qualified as you think or possibly both. It's better to produce more than you need and then sift and sort. Remember, when you generate lots of business, you don't have to tolerate hiccups in your business, people who are not coachable, who are not qualified, motivated, etc. So point number 18, don't think that you can delegate your relentless lead follow-up to your assistant, to your virtual assistant, to all of your buyer's agents, to your transaction coordinator who you think is also a buyer's agent because you've mixed those things and you shouldn't have. Don't delegate your lead follow-up. It's one of the most important things. And again, it would be number one, if for not the fact that generating the lead in the first place is number one. That's the only reason it's number two. It's super important. It is your job in real estate to follow up on the leads that you've created for yourself. Why would you risk that being screwed up? Stop looking for the easy button and attempting to delegate lead follow-up. That just sounds like crazy talk to me, right, Tim? I mean, who does that? Well, I appreciate the, the thought. That would be, you know, cool if it worked. We would coach you to do that if it worked, but go ahead. Well, I mean, if we can talk forever about why it's not the most efficient way to do it, but the reality of it, guys, is if you have teams, here's what you're hearing from your buyer's agents. The leads suck. I'm not getting enough leads. I called that lead back and they weren't motivated, whatever, whatever, because what you're soon, what you're quickly discovering is with the exception of the very rare buyer's agent, they're only going to sell more or less to the exact amount that they need to satisfy their immediate financial needs for the next 30 days, maybe 60 if you have one that's a little bit more ambitious and forward looking. But for the most part, that's all they're ever going to do. Meaning if you have a buyer's agent that probably has seven to $10,000 pending and you're thinking of sending them this really killer, great, ready-to-go reload buyer lead, 
Don't be surprised if that buyer lead that you know is killer and motivated, all of a sudden you get a report back, turns out they weren't motivated. Well, it's not because they weren't motivated, it's because the buyer's agent has enough stakes in the freezer, money saved, that they don't need to work for the next 30 to 60 days, not really intensely anyway, so they're not going to. And it's not true for all buyer's agents. And by the way, what I just said is also true for a lot of you guys as well. As soon as you have enough money coming in, you stop working. You don't announce to the world that you stopped working, but if Julie and I were watching you throughout the day, we would see that you are effectively not working, <laughs> right? Playing Pokemon, playing Pokemon is not working, okay? Being on Facebook is not working. Liking someone's post is not working. You know, working as lead generation, uh, pre-qualifying, uh, negoti- uh, presenting, negotiating contracts, and closing. Those are the essence of the things that get you guys paid. Listen, we promise you guys on this radio show that we're always going to focus on making things elegant, simple even. We're going to remove as much of the BS that's out there as we possibly can and, and make you guys realize and maybe re- reconnect with the fact that this is probably one of the best businesses you can be in. It's, it's when done well, simple, elegant. It's beautiful. It's, those of you guys, and I think this is probably what I think the most, what I worry the most, if I should be accurate, is those of you guys have come to business in the last 10 years in the post-Zillow world where you think it's normal to buy leads. You think it's normal to do all this other complicated, ridiculous, unelegant stuff, and you wonder why you're frustrated. You wonder why you're spending so much money on these systems. Oh, somebody, you know, someone from a stage told me I have to do this or I have to do the other thing, and then somehow magically all the stars are going to align and I'm going to have this perfect business and it's not working. And see, so what my fear is is that nobody is telling you guys the truth. Nobody is telling you guys the fact that you can do this on your own. It doesn't have to be a complicated system. The real estate's existed for thousands of years in one form or another without all those quote-unquote tools. And maybe you should just consider the fact that you too can have a simple, elegant business. If you don't believe me, go back and listen to our Superstar interviews. Listen to what those guys and gals say. Listen to the fact that their systems are not complicated. Listen to the fact as it pertains to the leads that they do not hoard leads. They, generally speaking, will just focus on basically the most motivated leads and if they're mar- if they're like a notch down from most motivated maybe they'll keep those guys around but beyond that if you're essentially a c lead or even a b minus lead you're not going to keep that lead if you want to be a top producer you don't want to have a bunch of leads your job is to have a bunch of deals not leads does that make sense julie yeah it does so here's the thing let me close on this thought to shorten yep. the time frame between closings i.e paychecks to you and your family shorten the time it takes you to follow up on your leads This is where it all starts. No closing happens without first being a lead, then a lead follow-up call, a pre-qualification, an appointment, a presentation, a contract, a pending, and then a closed. So many of you worry about this last part, pending and closed, and the presentation. A lot of you are focused on that, which is certainly important, but once you get clear that the faster you follow up on the leads that you're creating, the faster you get paid and you put your focus at the beginning of the transaction, curiously, your paychecks will come in faster and closer together. I just wanted to sort of tie it all up under that category. The faster you follow up, the faster you're going to get paid. It does actually translate that way. It might take you 60 to 90 days to feel the impact of that momentum, but it really does work that way. This is one of the ways you can get into better control of your business. In a business that always feels out of control all the time, control this. You are in charge of how fast and how well you follow up with people. Nobody but you can do that. So there's no blaming the business and the market and these other things. 
get into control of this, and you will soon find yourself in control of your cash flow. It just makes sense. That's why we do 18 relentless lead follow-up rules. Live by them. I can tell you from coaching for a really long time, and I think, Tim, you'll agree with this. When you guys get clear on this particular thing, 18 relentless lead follow-up rules to live by, you absolutely will see an increase in your business almost instantaneously by following these rules. But, Julie, I know I'm thinking, I bet you know exactly who I'm thinking about. Who am I thinking about I'm, when you're clients? I'm thinking about Colette. Is that who you're thinking exactly. about? Exactly. Okay. Because <laughs> Colette, Colette is like the classic example. Uh, and so I know we're going to end on the story. And it's going to be Julie's story because it's someone that Julie's coached for years. Um, I'll set it up. Colette is this wonderful, beautiful, lovely, you guys know her from our website, gal, uh, top, uh, she's, uh, you know, in Atlanta. If you guys have any referrals, send them to Colette McDonald if they're going uh, the way of Atlanta. Just been successful, a multitude of levels. She's had, she's been on TV shows. She's just a really cool gal. If you guys are looking for a really good mentor in real estate, you probably can't do much better than Colette. So when Colette came to us, it's probably been, I don't know, Julie, five, six, seven years ago. About, About five years, I think. Yep. So her big, without knowing it, the first thing that Julie realized that she was guilty of was really crappy lead follow-up rules. So I'll leave it there and you can pick it up from there, Jules. Yes. And it was actually after a series of coaching calls and asking lots of good questions and digging deeper, we determined that it was a combination of things. One is that when Colette started with us, I think she was around uh, $8 million in production and are in volume and basically that's you know she was paying her bills she's doing a good job replaced her previous job everything was good but she had gotten busy enough that she had developed if we're being honest a little bit of an ego and a little bit of a busy complex and a lot of agents in this 8 to 12 million volume category have the same thing going on busy enough things going on lots of distractions so you tell yourselves well, I don't want to follow up. I don't want to bug them. I don't want to, you know, I have time. I can wait. I'll manage my lead follow-up. I'll do it all in one day. All these things that you try and create, when in fact, again, it's one of the most important things that you do. So even though she was saying she didn't want to bug them, what was really going on was that she didn't want to be bugged. (laughs) That's really what was going on. You know, she's on her way to an appointment, she doesn't want to be bothered, she's making enough money, kind of blow it off, not as urgent as when she first got in the business. So I really, really cracked down on her lead follow-up, and we have since translated that into various team members, and now she's on track to do about $50 million in volume this year after four and a half years, going from eight to 50 isn't bad. And I would say, and I think she would agree, I know she would agree with us, it's in large part due to the fact that she did not have a lead generation problem because she actually had a lot of great stuff set up, she had a lead follow-up issue. So now we have a saying, just answer the phone. When they call, don't send everybody to voicemail. Answer the phone. Or she would say, answer the damn phone. <laughs> okay. Um, so, and when they leave, well, you know, you're on appointments and things, so they're going to end up in voicemail now and then. Call them immediately back. Follow up immediately. She has a sign in her office that says, urgency equals abundance. And that was a big breakthrough for her, and she lives that to this day. So, so guys, her numbers are proof. It's not, you know, it's not about me. It's about what she did with the coaching, and her numbers prove it. Well, so guys, here's the bottom line: you know, wise man or woman in this case learns from their mistakes. A brilliant one learns from the mistakes of others. When we share with, uh, when we share these uh, parables in a way, these stories with you guys, relate to them, please. Don't, don't suffer anymore needlessly wondering why your income goes up and down or wondering why you feel frustrated or why you have real estate night sweats or why all these other things go on. 
we do our best on this radio show to make it so that you guys can cut through your own bullshit and you can get to the heart of what it's going to take to make you successful long term. Success is defined by you, not by you know somebody else, not by us, but by you. And when you do that, guys, you're going to find that almost magically the stresses and the things that you've unfortunately become accustomed to, they just go away. They just melt away as you basically have simplicity and you have elegance and you have clarity in your business. Guys, if there's ever anything we can do for you, please feel free to email me directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or, of course, Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. In the meantime, have a fantastic day, and we'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.